We will uh we'll start with the kids verse and then we'll pray over we'll pray over the the uh, the service somebody will Braden's got somebody I'm sure so the kid, the child the children's verse the children's verse is uh Romans 5:17 It's kind of complicated today so I'm going to do my best to break it out for you Old Putman's bringing her up Jaina we got Jaina girl on task today say hi to Jaina she's going to do a great job I want to tell you about Jaina a little bit. You know, she, her and her brother Tegan, they, they are, what grade are you in, Jaina? You're a senior. Who brings you to church every Sunday? You. Yeah. Yep, she's our girl. This is, this is what we're doing right here. This is what this is all about is right there. Okay. So I want you to listen. This is a complicated verse, but I'm going to do my best to make it kid-proof. Okay? For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. So does anybody know who Adam was? Help me out here, anybody. Does anybody know who Adam was? He is the very first man, the man that God created. He is the first one, okay? You tracking with me here a little bit? Everybody got me? Adam. We know who Adam is, right? First guy. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. All sin leads to death. Physical death, death of relationships, death of our ministry, death. So, so sin and death go together, hand in hand. Interesting thing, that for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. Did Adam sin alone? Uh-uh. He was not alone in the sin. However, we don't hear mention of anybody else that's with him, which leads me to believe even though others lead us to do wrong, at the end of the day, we're responsible for our own wrongdoing no matter how we got there. No. We're not going to be graded on the curve. We're not going to stand before God and say, hey, it was that woman you gave me. He's like, no, you knew good and well you ate the fruit. So for the sin of this one man, Adam caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace. So no, our sin, Adam's sin caused other people to stumble and fall. When we make mistakes, when we sin, it's going to cause other people to, to have mistakes also. They're going to have mistakes and they're going to also stumble because of our bad actions. Every one of us here has this problem. However, praise God, even greater than that is God's wonderful grace. He's going to cover it for us. He's going to make up for it. When we go to him, it's like, God, forgive us. He's going to forgive us and he's going to teach us to lead away to him so that those that we taught how to stumble before we're going to be able to teach how to get to him and it's amazing and it's wonderful but god but even greater is god's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness through him we can righteousness means right through him we can be right it's the only way to be right for all who receive it <coughs> we can't be right on our own we have to receive what god has for us for all who receive it We'll live in triumph. We'll be victorious. We're going to triumph simply by receiving what God has to offer for us, knowing our own actions are going to cause trouble for us and others. But through Christ, we're going to triumph over all that 
sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. So through Jesus, we got a way out. No other way. I also want to add to this, it helps along the journey if we have a better understanding of ourselves, which is what we're going to do throughout the next however long it takes is we're going to get a better understanding of who we are and the traps that the Satan sets for us and we set for ourselves through our own sinful personality. Who's going to pray? Pray with me, please. Father, we want to we want to come to you this morning with praise and joy and thanksgiving in our hearts. We thank you for this Lord's Day. And Father, I ask that you bless each and every one here today. And those who couldn't be here, Father, I ask that you bless John Paul with his message. And may it open our, our minds and our hearts up. Father, we most of all, Father, we thank you for your son. That you send him that we might have a home with you someday. We ask that you, you know, open our ears today and our hearts and let us soak in your message and father we give you all the praise in jesus christ's name amen amen Woo! give these little guys a hand they're awesome yeah Woo-hoo. okay today i'm the guy that likes to paint things in a positive way i like to i like to stay to the upside of things i don't like to dwell in the negative i don't like to talk about things that are heavy or hard And I really don't like to take responsibility for being wrong. My nature is is that I desperately don't want to take responsibility for when I make mistakes. I don't want to. I don't like to. We're fixing to go to Genesis 3, and we're going to talk about another guy that didn't like to take responsibility for his mistakes. And I'm going to tell you a story, and in this story, it exposes me a lot. And so I hope that I hope that next Sunday some of y'all come back when I get done telling this story. But I'll just I'm just going to get real with y'all. And a trap that I, in cahoots with the serpent, set for myself, and I didn't even know that it was happening. And uh, a little over a year ago, I wasn't making enough money. Probably a year and a half ago, I figured out that I was short every month I was short I had bills so I was getting my bills paid but I was robbing it out of a line of credit to get to this place and I really wasn't telling anybody about it because I didn't like to admit that I wasn't getting it done and so this thing was rolling forward and this man that I knew good friend Christian man businessman cattleman And I see this opportunity. What I didn't see was the trap. I see this opportunity, and so I go to him. I'm like, hey, we could partner on some cattle, and we're going to get, because my personality likes to go to the positive, I could see all this money that him and I could make. It was easy to figure it out. I had it all wrote down. I go to him, I'm like, hey. He's like, I'm in. I'm way in. And so he makes a very large investment, and I'm in, and then the cattle market don't go the way I predicted. And we've got a little, there was a minute where we had a little bit of money made. I mean, a, a few weeks. But pretty soon, because I'm thinking we're going to make more, all of that profit is gone. And so I just hang in there. Oh, surely this market's going to roll up, and the feed bill's 
going on. And so now I'm in the red. I don't dare sell them now. This is like in November. It's pretty soon it's January and I'm way in the red. Then it's February and I'm way, way in the red. And finally towards the end of February I bail out and I lost more money than I had it of my own investment in this. And so in this thing that happened, which I didn't see the trap of my own personality. My personality, I like to twist things to the positive. I didn't look at the whole picture, first of all. Second of all, I utilized this relationship I had with this man because he was a Christian guy, and... I kind of twist. I didn't mean to twist it in a positive flavor, but I did along the way. I just told him the good side of it. I'm not saying he wasn't capable of seeing the other side on his own, but I didn't share it with him. End result of all of this happening was is that I lost more money than I had borrowed. My son had some money in it, and at the end of the day. I still have a relationship today with my son, and I still have a relationship with this man, but neither of those relationships are as good as they were before because of this trap that my own personality set up and the old snake along the way set this situation up. And so as I'm, and the reason I tell you this story is as we go along, I'm really hopeful that we discover two things, and we discuss, discuss both of them in this last verse. One of them is that in our own, in our understanding our own selves, we're going to avoid some of these traps that we set for ourselves along the way. Two is through, through the grace of Jesus Christ, he's going to overcome all of it. That's the only way out. So let's, Go with me now to Genesis 3, and we're going to read this story, and I'm going to unravel it in a way you've probably never heard before because I saw it in a way I never saw it before for the purpose of my understanding and the purpose of sharing it with you. So if we go to Genesis 3, and this is, I'm not going to tell you definitively that Adam is a certain type. But I can see a lot of personality traits that are very similar in Adam to myself. So that allows me to go forward. Was he different in this? We only have this one set of verses here where he, where he interacted with anybody and we hear the interaction. So he had a lot to his personality we don't know. But in what we're fixing to see here, I can jump to some collusions to some conclusions that I understand because of my own personality, okay? But we'll get to that here in just a minute. I'm going to first read the so story. 3-1, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One, I'm going to read that again and put the, put the emphasis in the right spots. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, I find this so interesting right here. Sidebar. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? I'm going to tell you when, when, 
when Satan shows up, when the old serpent shows up in your life, he still imposes this same question. Is God really telling you the truth? Is he really going to back up his word this time? Is he really going to do what he says? And then he starts to help you doubt it. He showed up back then. He shows up today, and he's really convincing, and we buy into it. Why else would I try to do something on my own without spending time in prayer and fasting and see, because I think I got this great idea. I think I got a better way. I think that maybe his word is awesome. My, I believe in it 100%, but here my actions are doing stuff on my own. I'm going to read some more. One day, he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course, this is Eve, of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. I don't know if this is relevant or not, but I, I find it interesting that earlier in, in, in chapter 2 when this is discussed, God told him you must not eat of the fruit of the tree. He didn't mention touch. But somehow at, Eve adds this in there. I'm not sure it's relevant, but it, it, I find it interesting. You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Verse 4. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. Now he's like... God's lying to you a little bit, okay? You got a better, I got a better plan. I got a way. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. Now here's a sprinkle of truth in this lie. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. Now I'm going to tell you, as I've studied, as I've been studying each of our personality types and the things that go with it, I've come to believe that Eve was one of a couple. The one that I think is most likely is that she has this personality that she's pretty aggressive, that she likes what she likes, she don't like what she don't like, and she's a little lustful. She has this lust or maybe this overwhelming lust. Like me, it's, it's overwhelming that I want to twist things to the positive. It's overwhelming that I want to avoid the uncomfortable. Okay? I have this type. I think that Eve has a type of personality that she wants what she wants. She didn't know it was there. But Satan in his fishing around, he kind of figures out. The old serpent follows a trail, and he figures out her personality. And so he starts setting this trap. So interesting for me, later we, are, we heard earlier today from Romans, it's not Eve that's taking the credit for this sin, it's Adam. But Satan, the serpent, is setting the trap through Eve to get to Adam. Now I want to add this 
thing in your thought process as we go forward. I have come to believe. So in my, through my own short testimony that I gave earlier, I can so easily see how the conniving serpent starts setting the trap using my personality for my friend and my son and the people that they impact. My actions led to conflict with other people. I wish it weren't so. I believe with everything in me that the serpent in his conniving is setting traps in you right now for other people. And there's two ways around it. First, of, first and foremost, we have to have the grace of Jesus Christ. And when we screw up, we've got to be able to go to him repentantly so that he can cover it. And he did cover it. He did all he needed to do for our covering. Second of all, we can avoid some of these messes once we get a better understanding of who we are and how we're made and the, and the, and the way that our personality is in these traps. As crazy as I've got to understand myself, the traps that I can avoid in my own personality. It's absolute freedom. It's nuts. Now, <clears throat> when I see one of these coming, if it triggers that, you're like, oh, wait a minute, John Paul. If I eat that fruit, it's going to cause problem for all mankind. So why don't I just not eat it today? Though it makes me uncomfortable to avoid the pain today, it's going to be a lot less uncomfortable than it is for me to bring sin on all mankind. If you get where I'm going with this. Let's read on for a minute. Verse 3 again. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden. That we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do you will die. Verse 4. You won't die. The serpent replied to the woman. Verse 5. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Verse 6, the woman was convinced. She saw the tree was beautiful. Its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted wisdom that it would give her. She lusted it, I believe. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband. Listen to this next line. We miss it most of the time. Then she gave it to her husband who was with her. He was there. Why would he not say, Eve, babe, this is not going to turn out okay? Why would he not say, look, God said this is a bad idea. We will surely die. I think that in his personality there was two things going on, right? And I'm jumping to there because of my own personality, okay? I think first of all, he was desperate to avoid pain or conflict. He, didn't, he was not a conflict guy. He's like, oh, I know this is probably not going to turn out, but I could probably wear it out if I just don't make a big deal out of it right now. And the other thing I think was going on, because that also goes with my personality, is, is he's always looking for an adventure. Some of that wisdom might be pretty exciting. What he didn't see, because the way he was made, it was a trap. And he's fixing a step in it. And it's going to cost him. 
in a way that he don't really want to pay. And it's going to cost his children and his children's children's children clear to us today. Praise God that we got Jesus to overcome all of it. I want to read on just a little bit further and then we'll close. I want to I back that up. I'm going to read that one more time. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. We have already discussed it. don't matter how he got there. He gets credit for his own sin at this point. Okay? And I want to, all of a sudden, you know, throughout my entire life, I've heard that the first sin sin came through the eating of the fruit but all of a sudden i'm like you know what that ain't exactly right the first sin actually came from him doubting god and along the way in his own personality he thought maybe he had a better plan the fruit was just kind of a byproduct of those things that happened Seven, at that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame. Isn't it interesting when you eat that fruit or when you make that choice or when you, that trap is set there and it looks so great? You've set, this person, you've set this trap up through your own personality, and the shrewd old serpent has set some things in play, and you're like, oh, man. But when it snatches around your leg, all of a sudden, like the truth of the story I shared with you earlier, you know what I feel about that? Shameful. I wish it never happened. I wish that there wasn't a problem between me and my friend. I wish there wasn't a problem between me and my son because of my actions, because of the trap, my personality, and the shrewd old serpent set up. I'm going to read just a little bit more. Every time I, I get excited, I roll up too far. At that moment, their eyes were open. They suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, at their exposedness. And so they started covering it up. And ultimately, then they went, and, and, and so it's, it's really interesting. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, and the man and his wife heard the Lord walking around in the garden, so they hid. Like, oh, we don't want him to know. They hid from the Lord among the trees, verse 9. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? And I find this so amazing how God calls us like he didn't know. He, meaning Adam, replied i heard you walking in the garden so i hid i was afraid because i was naked because i was exposed i was afraid who told you you were naked the lord god asked have you eaten from the tree whose fruit i have commanded you not to eat this is also the part that helped me really explore who i think adam was and his personality the man, Adam, replied, it was the woman you gave me. I'm like, John Paul, that is exactly how you would have handled that, especially at 20-something. 
You're like, oh, God, you know it was her fault. Why did you give her to me? Who gave me the fruit and I ate it. I didn't mean she forced it to. I mean, really, I didn't want it. 13, Eve handles it. It's similarly but different. To me, you can twist this around any way you want to, but to me, Eve was a lot more straightforward. She's like, okay. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? He tricked me. He deceived me. The serpent deceived me. She's not trying to get out from underneath of it. It's like, hey, he talked, I listened. And here it is. Which also helped me to get to her personality type. A lot more cut and dried. A lot more bold. That's why I ate it. I have no excuses. This is why I did it. It goes on. God curses the serpent. The woman has trouble. Ultimately, Adam is responsible for his own sin. No matter how bad he tried to put it off on Eve. What I want to share with you today is this. You have a certain way of being. And in that, you've got wonderful gifts inside of you. But you also have this pattern of doing things that you have a desire. My desire is, my desire, similar to Adam's, is, is that I am craving more excitement every day. I want something exciting to happen each and every single day. I love it. And I am desperate to avoid painful, awkward situations. I know. <laughs> I can see that in you the first when I first she's riding this three-wheeler around the hill, and I'm like, she is so much like me. I know that part of myself. So when I understand that part of me, then I can avoid it. I'm like, whoop, this is a trap that the serpent uses to set me up to impact other people negatively. Eve's deal is a lustful one and a strong personality. As she had more self-understanding, more self-awareness, then she'd be like, you know what? I always, I want what I want, what I want. When I get that, I want more. So if I just know this about myself, it's just a want in here. I don't have to have it. Fruit looks great, but I don't need to eat of that. It probably won't turn out good. Nothing else ever did when I followed my wants. She didn't yet know about herself. Crazy thing is, is most of us here don't yet really know those things about ourselves either. I don't care how you get there, but what I do care is that you do get there. I want to really encourage you to seek who you are. Prayerfully, there's crazy. There's a crazy amount of personality tests. I don't really want to give life to any of them. I want to give life to the living God. Seek out who you are. Seek out the gifts that your personality type has.
seek out the sin problems that your personality type, those tendencies that you have to step in certain traps in a certain way that cause grief to yourself and ultimately to others. We all got them. Pray with me. Father, we love you. We need you. We can't go forward without you. And you created us. You were there prior to conception to each and every one of us. And you put wonderful, wonderful traits inside of us. And it's crazy, but you also allowed a sinful nature inside of us. And we don't fully understand it. I don't. But what I do know is if it wasn't for that sinful nature, I never would have truly, openly seeked you. That I wouldn't have to depend upon you to carry me through this. I, without that sinful nature, I would be, in my mind, like you. And so because of that sinful nature, I stand before you, I stand before you less than good, dependent of solely upon your righteousness, dependent upon your grace, just like each and every other person that's listening right now. So, Father, I pray that as we listen, as we seek you, first of all, we ask you to forgive our sins. And I praise you for that. You, stood, you, you were on that cross and you said, it is finished. You did all you needed to do for our sins. And I praise you for that. But the reality is, even as we follow you, we have this nature that crops up over and over and over again. And we can avoid it. We can avoid at least some of it if we know more about ourselves. So, Father, I pray that you would peel the scales from each and every listener's eyes right now. That they would be more aware of who they are. They would be more aware of who they are, the gifts that they have, the wonderful traits that you've put in them. And that we would be more aware of these, these personality traps that the evil one uses against us. Father, I just, th I just thank you for these, these examples of the very first man right up till present time. And I pray that you would show us how to go forward as a body with the truth of who we are and who we are in you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>